Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey guys, we are here for another Supernatural Monday, coming at you with a special episode. Y'all, my name is Lindsay Wagner, and today I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Cherry Davis, as well as this incredible woman named Lindsay Burness. And guys. she is here to hey, talk with you guys all about all the things supernatural. So yeah, let's get into the show, y'all. Lynn, Yay. tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm a big fan of Supernatural, as you might have guessed. Um, professionally, I'm a clinical psychologist and I'm a professor at Westchester University, so psychology is pretty much what I do. Um, but I fell in love with Supernatural hook, line, and sinker in the very early days of the show and kind of took my research in a different direction and started researching fandom, especially Supernatural fandom and why it's so awesome and now somehow I've written six books on Supernatural and fandom. So I don't even know how that happened, but I don't regret it. <laughs> well, you, you cannot regret it. No. You have to tell us. First off, Cherry, say hi to everyone. I know that you like, it's Supernatural Monday. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to talk to a fellow fan who I think we've met at Comic-Con, but like they say, don't put baby in the corner. Um, I am super excited because I decorated my apartment with supernatural bags that I've gotten. And thank you so much for joining us. Love our supernatural family. So Lynn, you have to tell us when the uh, love of supernatural came for you. Was it was it starting in season one? Was it something else? Did you know, did you watch Jared and Jensen and other shows? Y'all right now I'm watching Gilmore Girls. We see Jared as Dean. <laughs> in Gilmore Girls, which is so weird to see him Dean, but not Dean. So yeah. Lynn, where did it begin for you? I have been watching since season one, but I was not a fan in the very beginning. So I had a friend, you know, like when somebody gets into something and then they're like, I need all my friends to watch this too. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with Supernatural. <laughs> so we had this friend who fell in love with the show from day one. And every time we would have like a fangirl kind of get together, she would bring Supernatural and we would all watch Supernatural. I, I was, I almost said she would bring DVDs of Supernatural, but no, she would bring VHS videotapes of Supernatural because this was 2005. So we would all watch these videotapes and I was like, well, it's a good show, but I mean, you know, whatever. I sort of watched it for her. And then in season two, in the beginning of season two, I thought, well, I'll watch it live, you know, so I can talk to my friend. She loves the show so much. And in the beginning of season two, I still remember this. I was sitting there watching the show live and I was grading papers. And I suddenly realized that like the entire stack of papers had slid to the floor. My pen just like poised like this. And I said to my daughter, 
who was sitting, not watching, she was younger, and said, oh my God, this is the most amazing show ever. And she was like, mom, you've been watching this show for a long time. What is the matter with you? But I, something clicked and I just fell in love with the show, went back and watched season one again with new eyes and then have been watching it live ever since. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I know. The fandom is so passionate. As a psychiatrist, why do you think uh, the fandom is so passionate for Supernatural and geek shows in general? I mean, I think that there's a certain kind of show that really inspires a passionate fandom. And it's usually a show that has a message that people really need to hear. I mean, I think that Supernatural... On the surface, it's a show about, you know, brothers hunting monsters and angels and demons, but really that's not what it's about. It's about sort of ordinary human people who have way more trauma than anybody else has ever had. And yet, <laughs> I mean, so much that in real life, I don't know if they would do this, but on the show, they keep picking themselves up again and again and sort of that always keep fighting mantra and I, I think that really resonated with people. That's what really drew me in. And the fact that the characters are so richly drawn and richly portrayed so that they're, they're complex and they're emotional and they're conflicted and they're imperfect. And, oh, there's so much to just like sink your teeth into. There's, you know, and I think that's why we get fans that have stuck around for 15 seasons, we're in this final season and I know everyone's kind of waiting right now with bated breath and we had thought there was gonna be an episode last week because it was still listed like on TV Guide saying it was going to air and thankfully we had a couple people in the chat let us know that it was, it was getting pushed due to filming and we're all just patiently and anxiously awaiting this story and this family that everyone's been a part of for so long so how like how many conventions have you been to do you feel like you've got certain people that you see every time that you've created a, a family with oh uh, yeah abs I have no idea how many conventions that I've been to it's <laughs> it's probably a really alarming number um I try to go to as many of them as I can because I bring the books to them. So that's one of the ways that we try to spread the message of the book. So I go to almost all of them. So that's a lot. And I, I have made just lifelong friends, not just at the conventions. I initially made friends through the online communities. So, and I'm still friends with those people. So those people I've been friends with for literally 15 years now, some of my closest friends in the whole world who you know, we'll be friends long after Supernatural is not on the air anymore because our friendship is no longer just about Supernatural. But it's been wonderful to kind of share this wild ride with them and be able to get together in places all over the world and all over the country to celebrate this show that we love. It's, it's really been an amazing ride. We have a question from the chat from Robina. Uh, they wanted, to, they said, hi, Lynn, who's your favorite character? <laughs> most people who know me at all know this I, I just want to have the caveat is as far as the cast I love them all I adore them all I mean I I'm not even kidding I absolutely love them all but from the very beginning I just have been fascinated by the character of Dean Winchester I I totally am a Dean girl I he is just the most complex and tortured and you know 
underneath him, there's like so much going on, but you can't always see it. And I, I love that battle that you can see in him all the time. And he's just fiercely loyal to his brother and his friends. And he is, I'm never going to fall in love with a fictional character like I fell in love with Dean Winchester. He's I had wonderful. someone in the chat also ask if you ship Dustiel. <laughs> I don't ship so I don't ship anything on the show in canon but as far as fan fiction I will read fan fiction that includes Dean and anyone <laughs> including yeah anyone so okay in fan fiction sure so <laughs> Dean is your favorite in the show now do you have a favorite actor from the show no 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 <laughs> Wait, look, I know these people. I can't say that. No, I really, I really don't. I mean, the extraordinary thing about this show is that when I, when I started writing the books and knew that I was going to like, you know, meet them and talk to them and get to know them a little, I actually, in the beginning was really nervous because, you know, when you love fictional characters, you're kind of afraid that if you meet the people who portray them, is that somehow going to mess up your love of the fictional character? So I was worried. I have now worked with, I don't know, 50 of them probably between all of the books. And, you know, we're not best friends, but you get to know somebody a little bit when you're working on a book. They are the greatest bunch of people. I keep saying, I have to send a giant fruit basket to the casting agent because (laughs) they just pulled together the best group of people. I absolutely love them all. I really honest, that's, that's honest to God. That's the truth. That's great. Uh, so I have a question. Who's your favorite villain? And as someone who's watched for 15 years, what does that say about who you love as far as a villain? My favorite has to be uh, my king of demons and, of course, my queen of hell. Those are my two favorite villains. Yeah, those are probably my two favorites, too. I adore Crowley. I think that Mark Shepard just brought that character to life in such an amazing way. Even when you hated what Crowley was doing and he did some awful, awful things, you couldn't manage to hate Crowley. (laughs) And I was so sad. Oh, I cried when they killed him off. And then Rowena came along and I wanted so much more of Crowley and Rowena. I was so fascinated with that complex relationship and those couple glimpses that we got of how she really felt about Fergus and all that. Oh, why didn't we ever get any more of that? Sad. I, want more. I don't think he's dead. I think he transferred his soul into a rat and ran away. So Cherry actually tweeted him and said something about hearing that maybe he was rumored to come back. And he denied it on Twitter. Yeah. He's but I, I, I think he's coming back. No. I, no. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything. This is not inside information, but I don't think so. <laughs> I wish no. he would. I wish he would, but I don't think so. And my other favorite villain, which nobody is going to agree with me on, but I love Metatron because I adore Curtis Armstrong so much. Yeah. Yeah. He did such a good job. He, I mean, and he's done so many other shows and stuff in, in the supernatural world in general, but he was a great, he was such a great character. I really liked Abaddon too. I thought she was, I just, I think it's because I like seeing the really powerful women come in and just kick butt with 
with the best of them, with the boys and oh, not yeah. the boys out. So it always makes, I, I love seeing that. Yeah, no, she was great too. There's that one scene with her where she's got Dean pinned and it's just the most charged scene like that. Oh boy, Elena Huffman and Jensen Ackles, whoo, they brought it in that scene. <laughs> I think they did. Ruth had a picture today on her Instagram of her and Elena in like Catwoman suits, Catwoman suits. So they're like all leather. And I was like, yes, ladies, we love yeah. you. Yeah, I think that was at a con. Yeah. In the chat, everyone is showing much love to Crowley. So we're all on the same book, as they say. <laughs> so now that we've been around for 15 seasons and we're coming up towards the end, we always ask what the predictions are for the end of the show. <laughs> from watching it as it airs, you haven't like binge watched. It's been from 15 years, day one. So what do you think is going to happen at the end here? You know, I, honest to God, don't know. And I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about it because there's a part of me that doesn't want to hypothesize because I don't want to be disappointed. It's like, it is, it, the show is so important to me and the ending is going to be so emotional that I don't want to go into it with preconceived expectations and then somehow you know, be horribly disappointed. It's, it's literally, I know it's a fictional show. I'm not delusional, but it's so important to me that I, I really don't have sort of an ending in my head. I don't know how it's going to die, going to die, how it's going to end. <laughs> I was just going to say, I hope that it's not one of the brothers dying and the other one having to go on that, oh. that will be really hard for me. Oh no, my heart would break. It would break. It, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I could take both of them dying. I could take both of them living. I could take both of them sort of kind of dying, but being left on like another plane of existence or something and going on in some way. I'd like there to be a movie someday. So I'd like to make it a little easier. <laughs> so... <laughs> I feel like that's definitely a possibility that they could do a movie, especially if they leave it open-ended because I think right now with them trying to get bring everyone back in some form or another and give us one more episode with them, it gives any other people maybe that weren't able to come in a chance to come back. So we've all been hoping, I think, that the boys do end up at least together in some way, wherever it is, whether it's in an alternative universe but that they get to be together or that at least there's communication because that we were talking about one of them ruling heaven and hell, but that's fine. I could, I could go with that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read that fan fiction. Yeah. They're still connected without being physically together. Yeah. If they have to be. Yeah. But I, I really, I really don't know. That's I'm, I have a lot of trepidation about it, honestly. <laughs> I know that tombstone that we saw a couple of episodes ago really freaked me out with the Winchesters. I was like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. I know that was like an emotional blow. Like what? Oh my God. That makes it way too real. So now I have another question about Chuck since we've known Chuck for a long time. And at first I thought he was just a writer. Then I thought he was a good God, Then it turned out he wasn't. Then I rewatched a couple of other episodes from the past and I was like, Oh yeah, Chuck was never really that nice. How did you see Chuck? I, you know, 
it's really hard for me with uh, this is this is not casting aspersions at Rob Benedict's acting ability because he's a fabulous actor. But I love Rob Benedict so much. And he is the nicest person that sometimes I struggle with. Not that like Ruth Connell and Mark Shepard are not nice people. They are. <laughs> but there's something about Rob that is just so incredibly adorable that it's really hard to look at Chuck as a bad guy. Um, that You're right that he was always, you know, a little bit sort of cranky you know and in, in in his own way but it was it was kind of cute too so I still struggle with Chuck being just you know they've really turned him into a a horrible horrible deity horrible that scene where he's destroying all the worlds and he could have made everybody fall asleep so that they wouldn't be tortured and terrified but he was enjoying like watching like how some kids like to watch burn with a microscope no magnifying glass magnifying glass yeah yeah not pleasing no I know I and some people are still sort of hopeful that they're gonna make an about face before the end but I don't know how they can with how far they've gone with how dark he is I agree with you I think they've taken it so far that there isn't any coming back and having kind of penance for what he's done because he's been so bad yeah but we keep thinking amara is hopefully gonna come back and kind of put him in his place or help him figure this out but yeah maybe i was heartened that dean brought up amara in the last episode because mm-hmm. i've been like what, what when is someone going to talk about the fact that you can't have the universe out of balance when is somebody and then he finally did so i was like okay i feel a little better now we're on the right track here. So when you're at the conventions, they have all these different things. They've got a karaoke, they've got dinners, they've got um, the autograph signing. What's your favorite part about being at the conventions? I think my favorite part, and this has been for quite some time now, is the Saturday night special, which is the concert that they have on Saturday night. It is so incredibly emotional. Oh, and the other reason we need to all pitch in and buy the casting agent a fruit basket is because everybody on this freaking show is an unbelievably talented musician. <laughs> like, why? Why is it that they're all good actors, but they're also these amazing singers and musicians and entertainers? Like, that shouldn't be the case. So that they Saturday have- night special, when all of them get up and take the stage it just blows me away every time. And I've been to a million of them and they never get less emotional and less powerful. Loud and Swain is just in it, one of my favorite bands in the whole world now. And oh. that is so much fun. We definitely need to go see it when they're in LA, Lindsay, one day. Um, I have another fun question, which I ask people in the chat. Who would you like to shelter in the bunker with right now from the past 15 seasons. I, I already said I wanted Lindsay, but if I could bring somebody from the show, I have somebody else. Who would you choose? I'd probably choose Dean. Dean. And then <laughs> and then this is this is terrible to admit, but I would probably spend the time like talking to him as like a therapist <laughs> and like trying to console him and get him through his trauma and help him feel better about himself. That's that's like not very it's not very racy, but that's probably what I do. You are so good. Because um, I like Dean and we watch TV and eat because we are both meat man. I'm a meat woman and maybe drink beer or something. 
And then I'd like to have Rowena so I could put hexes on all my exes that I don't like anymore. But that's just me because I'm kind of good, but I'm kind of bad too. <laughs> what about you, Lindsay? I mean, we I've been saying this from day one. Of course it's Dean. <laughs> but since y'all, everyone else is saying Dean, I'm actually going to go um, Mama Winchester on this. Because I think that she we just have some fun adventures and chats. And like I told you guys, I like, I like women that kick, that can kick butt and she can kick butt with the best of them and tell some good stories in the process and also cook because Sam and Dean loved her food. So we'd mm. still be eating well. Even though she, she says she's not a very good cook, but I feel like you're right. She probably did pretty well. <laughs> and she'd have pictures of Dean as a baby. So, ooh, that would be good. Win-win. Can I add Daddy Winchester as yeah. my hubby, and then Dean would be our son, my my <laughs> my do- my stepson. I, I changed it. I changed it. Okay, no, okay. I I like how you're writing this. This is this is going well. <laughs> Here we go. So, Lynn, if you could, from the 15 seasons, who would you want to come back? That's passed or moved on. Would it be Metatron because you really, truly enjoyed him? Or would it be Bobby or someone else? I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't pick Metatron, even though I adore Curtis, just because I don't really, I wouldn't really care that much for the character to be back. Um, I was really disappointed that we didn't get our Charlie and Bobby back when we got AU Charlie and Bobby back. Like, I I realized the show realized, oh gosh, we probably shouldn't have killed off these two. This was probably a mistake. Hey, I know we'll bring them back in the AU, but that didn't feel good to me at all because that wasn't our Charlie and that wasn't our Bobby. So those characters just ended up annoying me. I would like the real OG Bobby and Charlie to be back. I don't think that's going to happen, but I wish that it had happened. That would be great. Um, in the chat, Catherine Stamer asks, how did you Hi, like Catherine. Billy's version of death compared to the original portrayal? I think they are so similar and both so powerful. I mean, Julian Richings, I adore Julian Richings. And I think his portrayal of death, especially that introduction scene with the, oh, death song. I mean, oh my God, he just, he personified death. And I didn't know the actor at all. So when that introduction of death happened, I was just like, what is this? Oh my God. And then Lisa Berry, like she's so different from Julian Richings. Like I couldn't quite imagine when Billy went from being a reaper to death, but man, you watch her this season. She is the most commanding presence on that screen. She has just embodied that character. It's amazing. And she is such a joy, too. I've had her in the studio before. I'm not sure if Cherry met her. Uh, But she is just so kind and so humble and loves doing theater and stuff. And I always think uh, a lot of these people, and when when I tend to bring guests in, I always do a little background check, meaning I'm checking, researching, seeing what they did previous to acting, where they're from. I really want to get the dirt and the deep stuff. So I always find out what they've done. And nine times out of 10, all of them have theater backgrounds, which explains the fact that they can sing, act, and dance. Actually, you're right. That, that is what a lot of them have in common. Yeah. Because especially in Los Angeles, you need 
to be good at multiple things to be an actor. It can't, it's not yeah. just great if you're a good actor. You need to be able to sing and be a good actor. You need to be able to dance and be a good actor. You need to be able to read teleprompter and be a good actor. There's so many other things. So the one thing that I really find is that they, they all have that theater background. And I think it's a really good, strong uh, acting ability to have and be able to memorize scripts and everything. And every person that's come into our studio is just the most kind, humble people. Like it's mind blowing. Like you said, you get a little nervous when you meet them because you're not sure if they're going to live up to their character. And then you meet them and you're like, well, this is great. I feel like you're, you just made me feel like your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I have, I have not been disappointed with a single person that I've met. And like I said, I think if you added them all up, it would be like 40 or 50 people at this point. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really weird odds and not very probable. We have a question from the chat, which I seem to have missed, but someone asked if you could get anything from the set as a souvenir, what would it be and why? Oh, well, I assume it can't be baby because Jensen. Anything. I mean, <laughs> would it be baby? Hmm. Oh, wow. That's a hard one. I, I am really enamored of the bunker. I was only on set one time when I got to go in the bunker, but it is, it was such an emotional experience for me being able to be in the bunker. I really, I was just walking around it like, just like, like a wide-eyed little kid because like, this is the Winchester's home. I guess I feel the same way about baby. Anywhere that's the Winchester's home would be somewhere that would be important for me. Um, I'm not a huge car person. My son, my son would be I, saw, I can hear my son screaming, even though he's not right here going, take the Impala, mom, you want the car. But I think I might just like take the library from the bunker. I would just love to sit in it and exist in it. It's just, it's just so awesome. Jerry Wanak is a miracle worker. I was going to say the book of spells. I think that's Ooh. what I would want because that beautiful book, and it'd be something that actually I could put somewhere. I, I wouldn't have place for a place for but the book I could take and I'd be happy with that. I bet they give that to Rowena or Ruth anyway at the end of <laughs> they all should. Of they should. They should. That would be really great. I'd love to have the book of spells. I was thinking of one of the angel blades because I can hang it up on my wall Ooh. and then play with it. <laughs> Cherry, you should not be playing with that. <laughs> I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, yeah, that, looks, that looks really, really dangerous. <laughs> we have a question from the chat. Art Master Austin, he was wondering if you watch Once Upon a Time, and I'm going to actually kind of group this in. Do you watch other CW shows that are more Supernatural-based as well as Supernatural? Like, do you... Do you is that your genre of TV shows you like, or are you a Breaking Bad fan and a Sons of Anarchy and keeping up with the Kardashians? No, <laughs> I don't keep up with the Kardashians. Um, I don't watch very much other TV because I have just honestly been too busy. But when I do like TV, I, I tend to like genre shows. Like okay. um, I did watch Once Upon a Time for the first like two seasons, I think. And then I went back and I did watch the series finale, which was pretty emotional. So I like that show. Um, I love The Magicians. That's the other show that I've been really passionate about for the past five years. It just ended also, which is really unfair that my two favorite shows are ending in the same year. Um, but there's nothing else that I'm really watching regularly right okay. now. I just don't have time. 
but that is the kind of genre that I like. Okay. Cool. Time sure. is keeping us from everything. Now we have someone ask um, from the chat, Catherine Stamer, how have the cons changed over time? And when um, I'm going to assume she means the um, supernatural cons versus the general cons, like Comic Cons or Water Con or um, Dragon Con. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the way the cons have changed over time, and I was at the very first supernatural convention in the United States. I wasn't at the very first one because it was in the UK, but I was at the first one wow. in the United States, and I've been to a lot of them since. They've changed over time because the thing that makes this fandom and this SPN family so unique is that there have been so many cons over such a long period of time that the cast and the fans have actually gotten to know each other. So if there was any sort of prejudice or stigma around fandom or misconceptions about fans that these actors had, and maybe they did in the beginning, I don't know, I didn't know them at all then, um, it's gone because all the research shows you can't sustain a stereotype in the midst of actually interacting with real people. And when they're doing two conventions a month and seeing people and talking to people and getting to know people, those stereotypes are gone. So as the cons have gone on, the boundary between the cast and the fans has gotten less and less, has gotten more and more permeable over time. I mean, is there still a hierarchy there? Of course there's a hierarchy there. Are there still security guards? Of course there are still security guards. But these actors really do know the fans and I feel like really do respect the fans as human as fellow human beings and and that has gotten more and more and more obvious over time i have another question and this isn't from the chat this is from me one of the things i really love about supernatural is how giving the cast is they do so much castio he really encompasses Castiel oh. in real life with what he gives and the other cast members are even the people who are like not regular um actors on the show how do you think that affects the fandom as well as a psychiatrist oh i i think psychologist i don't have a i don't have a i don't have a medical degree i have a phd just don't want to just don't want to misrepresent what i am <laughs> um, i can't prescribe anything for you um so don't ask um <laughs> Uh, wait, now what was the question, Sherry? <laughs> how giving and um, how the how they use their fame to give back to the community. And I feel that must impact the connections that everyone has as well. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I think it started out that fans were really inspired by the characters. But over time, fans have been equally, maybe even more inspired by the actors, especially Misha. I mean, Misha... I remember the first time that we we chatted with him when he had only been on the show maybe, I don't know, two months, I think was the first time we sat down with him at a bar to do a sort of an interview. And even in that very first time that we chatted, he was so curious, like, what is this about? You study fans, tell me what it's about. What could we kind of, how could we make it a force for good in the world? Like he was like right there from the beginning. And he has just done amazing things. Uh, this, this new book, There'll Be Peace When You Are Done, benefits Random Acts, which is Misha's oh. charity that has really helped to change the world because I feel really strongly 
about the things that he's done and the organization that he started and how much good that's been able to do. So this book and the previous one, Family Don't End With Blood, both benefit Random Acts and then another charity for suicide prevention. So I don't know. You gotta you gotta go out there and do good in the world. And this fandom does more good in the world than I think any other. It's amazing. They do so, a lot. We've got another question from the chat from Eleanor Ramis, uh, Ramasa. Sorry if I messed up your name, love. Uh, how do you think the boys and other performers will want uh, us to approach them after the show ends? at the conventions and such, or even just if they happen to run into them. Do you, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, they, they love it when people come up to them. And I think it is because they don't have those stereotypes and they don't have those anxieties that, you know, if you, I have my uh, family business beer company hoodie on right now, cause it's cold here in Philly. Um, but if you go to that's Jensen's brewery, Jensen and Danielle's brewery in Texas. And if you go there, and run into him, you know, you're just going to chat and have a beer and talk about what they're serving in the food truck. And they are, they're extremely down to earth. And I have heard them say many times when people ask them, you know, what's the craziest thing a fan's ever done to you? Their answers are usually, our fans aren't crazy. Our (laughs) fans are like awesome people who love the show. And there's nothing more flattering and wonderful to us than to hear from somebody who loves the show. So I think probably to them, it'll be even more important after the show is over to hear that it still means something to people and what legacy it left behind. They, they take it really seriously. I mean, when I went to them to ask if they wanted to write chapters for this book and like talk about the legacy of the show, like what they wrote is serious and heartfelt and this is important to them. So I don't think that's going to change. I think if anything, they're going to want to hear from us even more. Oh, that's so good. I I love the show so much. And over the years, what season do you think really changed the show? For me, it was season four when they really started using the angels But for you, what do you think? And how do you think it affected the fandom? I mean, I I agree with you that season four was a, was a big change in the show when, when they brought on Misha and Castiel and sort of that, that sort of brought a whole new wave of interest in the show. I think season five also was a real game changer. That was the last season that Eric Kripke had sort of conceived of is in his original show. And it was the last one where he was showrunner. Um, so I have a, a I have a real fondness for season four and season five, um, and it did change after season five. When you have a different showrunner, the show is going to change, and it it wobbled a little finding its feet. But I think that it did. Um, I love Sarah Gamble. Obviously, I just told you I love The Magician. So she she has you know my favorite shows in the world have been crafted in part by Sarah Gamble, and I think she really did a good job. Um, and then it changed again with every showrunner that has happened. But I think that was sort of the time that it changed the most was like season four and five. We've got a question from the chat as well uh, from Robinas saying she's looking forward to your book. Uh, can you give anyone a few spoilers? Um, sure. (laughs) Um, let's see. There are, uh, chapters written by, I think, 21 actors, um, and they're all very personal. So I think 
the coolest thing about this book and the thing that I'm sort of most excited about is we really wanted to pull together people who could write from all different perspectives because we wanted, the goal was every single fan hopefully can be able to find themselves in this book. Like we talk about representation in media and on television, but we were thinking in that way with this book as well. If this is going to be kind of the legacy of the show, I don't want anyone to read it and say, well, I'm, I'm not in there. There's like, there's nobody who's me in this book. And I didn't tell people what to write about, but that's what happened, you know? So we have Shoshana Stern writing about being a deaf woman and how her character played that out on Supernatural and evolved sort of over time and how that intersected with her real life. We have people from all different ethnicities talking about how their character sort of embodied that and also how their real life did. Um, We have somebody writing about being trans and how being trans in the context of this fandom and this family was so life-changing and so sustaining. We have somebody who's an indigenous person who writes about how the show includes indigeneity in the show. Like, it's just, I didn't tell people what to write. They wrote from the heart and it came out being this wonderful, diverse sort of puzzle of all the interconnected SPN family. And, And I hope that that's something that feels really good to people when they read it. That's kind of a spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've said this to Lindsay a couple of times and pretty much everyone on on, um, line. Supernatural is my longest relationship (laughs) as far as TV shows or really any. Um, What do you think that means? (laughs) Because I'm going to think, does that mean I can never find true love? Or is my true love Dean and Sam Winchester? I don't know. I think that me as a psychologist, I think that means that you have a real appreciation for complex human beings and an appreciation to allow them to be the complex creatures that they are. And that bodes really well for your future relationships, whoever they might be with. Look at that. (laughs) That's such great advice. Help me over here. (laughs) LA is hard to date. What has been one of your favorite all-time episodes over the past season? Seasons. Wow. I have I have many. I mean, my go-to episode to watch usually is either The French Mistake, which I just love with an un- unreasonable passion, and it always makes me smile. And pretty much any Robbie Thompson episode, but especially fan fiction and baby. Those are my my two favorite Robbie Thompson. I love Robbie Thompson. I will miss him forever. He he kind of wrote the show in a way that just lined up with my own headcanon for the show in every way possible. So I miss him terribly, but I still have those wonderful episodes to to cling to. And I love those two. Oh, that's wonderful. So we have to wrap everything up. Lynn, where can everyone find... Uh, your books and more information about you and do you have anything that's aside from this upcoming book that you want to talk about right now before we wrap things up no i've been spending all my time and energy on this book i have nothing else to talk about at all right now (laughs) um but i am really excited about the book and i i hope that it will be something that fans can really hang on to you know that we're facing the loss of the show but the book we hope is a way of remembering why it was so special and so important. And I think that really comes through in like Jared and Jensen's chapters and the, the closing that Misha Collins has in the end of it. And 
Richard Spates chapter. There's, there's, they're very heartfelt, and I hope that they will really feel good to people. Um, you can find the book. You can pre-order it right now at the website, peacewhenyouaredone.com. It's released on May 5th. Um, if you think you're going to get it anyway, do the pre-order, because if you do, the publisher will send you three free stuff, and free stuff is always a good thing. So yes. yeah, if you're going to get it anyway, pre-order it. Um, you can find me on social media at Fangasm SPN on every platform, and you can read all of my years and years of episode reviews and interviews with the cast and all kinds of things at fangasmthebook.com. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Lynn. Oh, we thanks really for having it. me. This It's never going to be a hardship for me to talk about <laughs> Supernatural. <laughs> we appreciate you, Cherry. Where can everyone find you until we come back from this crazy hiatus? You can find me at Cherry underscore LA on Twitter and Instagram. And this is Lindsay here. You guys can find me on all things social media at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. Remember, wash your hands, everybody. Be careful. Be safe out there. Always keep fighting. Thank you again for joining us, Lynn. And, Thank you for uh, having me. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.